podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are going to have a look at the Arsenal defence. Now, I'm recording this in the middle of game week 15. So if you are watching or listening to this after the Wednesday night games, then do be aware, of course, that I have been recording this without the knowledge of of those matches, but I'm hoping that won't be too much of an issue. I've actually chosen the Arsenal defence as a topic for today's video on podcast so that we can look at it in isolation after Arsenal have played uh, against Luton on Tuesday night. They've, of course, won 4-3 in dramatic fashion. But how many of you out there predicted that Luton Town would manage to breach Arsenal's defence three times? Probably not very many of you. And it has been a few matches in a row now where we have seen the Arsenal defence kind of let down those who are invested in them. A lot of people have invested in the uh, the kind fixtures that they've had. Um, there's been some challenging ones too, but there's certainly been some great fixtures that the Gunners have had over the last few weeks. And we expected a lot more in the way of clean sheets than we got. And there's a few fantasy managers out there wondering why that is. So I thought I'd take a closer look at the Arsenal defence over the last few matches, compare how they get on home versus away and uh, see if we can come to some sort of conclusion as to what to do with our Arsenal defenders as we head into the Christmas run. Now, a lot of this analysis is going to involve uh, stuff from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. As ever, I am here to tell you that it is a fantastic time to sign up. You can use the seven-day free trial just to give it a bit of a test run. And if you like what you see, then you can get 20% off your packages that are available on the Fantasy Football Scout website and you'll get all sorts of amazing stuff. And everything I'm going to show you here, I've obviously gone and built some of these tables myself, uh, used some of the different filters that you can put on those tables and then extrapolated them for your benefit. But if there are um, elements of this particular subject that you'd like to go and have a look and do your own research on then the members area is going to help you or perhaps if you've got some questions about the defense of a different team or the attack of a different team or maybe who's got the best fixtures coming up all that sort of thing then all of that is going to be available to you in full interactive fashion if you do sign up now let's get started then Arsenal defense what's it been doing recently now the best way to visualize this to be honest is actually using William Saliba's FPL profile because he is basically the only one you can be confident is definitely going to start absolutely every match uh, so far this season. He's played 90 minutes at the back for Arsenal in every single game so far. And yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride. He obviously has uh, offered some attacking threat. And I should just say that this video is largely going to be focused on Arsenal defence specifically in the sense that... Um, comparing Saliba and his goal threat and his attacking threat versus kind of all the other defenders is quite difficult to do when a lot of people haven't played their game week 15 fixture so far. So apologies if you were coming into this hoping to uh, to really have a look at what Saliba can offer outside of the Arsenal uh, clean sheet. Um, we'll, we will obviously be talking about defenders in the videos building into game week 16 um, in the next few days. So if that's something you'd like to have a look at, then yeah, my little disclaimer is is that yeah, this is more going to be about the defence. It just so happens that Saliba is the one who can visualise Arsenal's defence uh, the best. So game week one, of course, they were home to Nottingham Forest. Did not keep a clean sheet there. Saliba, of course, did get an assist. Um, they went and kept a clean sheet away at uh, Crystal Palace in game week two, but then conceded two at home to Fulham in game week three. They conceded against Man United in a 3-1 win in game week four, also at home. So in the first four matches, it was just one clean sheet for them. Uh, but there, there was some improvement across the first eight. So across the first eight uh, matches of the season, we saw four clean sheets for Arsenal in that time. 
Um, they then went to keep a clean sheet away at Everton in game week five. They also got themselves a shutout in a 4-0 away win at Bournemouth in game week seven and famously a 1-0 win over Man City in game week eight. So we got four clean sheets from the first eight from Arsenal. However, since that time, it really has been slim picking. So between game week nine and 15, it's just two clean sheets from a possible seven. They've come in a 5-0 home win against Sheffield United and a 1-0 away win at Brentford. And some of the more disappointing uh, moments on this list where we were perhaps expect something because of course the game week nine game with Chelsea and of course the game week 11 match away at St James's Park perhaps weren't expecting defensive returns however we had a game week 12 home match against Burnley that was a 3-1 win rather than a 3-0 we had a uh, 2-1 home win against Wolves that was again a 2-1 home win rather than a home shutout against a team that um, at times this season has looked a little bit unsure in front of goal and of course short Neto as well and then to go away to Luton who uh, have been improving, it must be said, but I've still definitely been one of the uh, worst teams in the Premier League so far this season and concede three goals uh, and have to rely on a late 97th minute winner to win that game 4-3. It really does sort of send some alarm bells ringing around the Arsenal uh, clean sheet potential. So yeah, some drop-off, certainly, but also some disappointing ones in the early part of the season as well. The home game against Forest, the home game against Fulham in game weeks one and three, we probably would have been expecting something there. Now, the problem is, is that Arsenal are increasingly becoming something of an enigma. Now, in the past, Arsenal's defence has been, you look at the numbers, they're not very good. They can uh, concede lots of shots, they concede lots of big chances. And that's why, in the past, they have um, caused a lot of trust issues. The problem is, right now, is that their numbers are actually pretty good. <laughs> For as much as I've just complained there, they've had six clean sheets so far this season. The, these numbers, I will obviously just clarify, do not take into account the rest of the game week 15 matches. But they are joint top for that so far. But it is only six. And it must be said that this Arsenal clean sheet issue is actually kind of part of a broader problem with uh, FPL defences right now in that we are just seeing fewer clean sheets uh, than we are used to, which does make picking defenders much harder. That's a big reason why when you're looking for a... A replacement defender it is quite a difficult task but you know in terms of the pack Arsenal unfortunately are one of the ones that the numbers are telling you to go for um, that's the last that's for the whole season this is clean sheets for the last six now it, as I said there has been some drop-off so just two in the last six Liverpool Man United and Newcastle are joint best for that but they still only had three. <laughs> so, which is, you know, 50% of the time, that's not too bad. But when you look at the fixtures that Arsenal have had across the last few, you would have expected more than two clean sheets. Now, we should say that Arsenal's fixtures between game week one and eight and between game weeks nine and 10, they were a bit nicer between game weeks one and eight. There's a lot more blue on the season ticker, as you can see on the screen for the first eight. And perhaps maybe it's not too surprising that they get four clean sheets from a possible eight there and just two from a possible seven in the second run of games because you had Chelsea, Newcastle and Brentford all away from home. But home matches against Sheffield United, Burnley, Wolves and Luton away are all matches that you would obviously want to target uh, with an Arsenal defender and many of you have and many of you have been disappointed and that of course is what has led us to this point. Now I mentioned that um, the numbers are somewhat enigmatic and here is why because not it's not just the um, the comparison of Arsenal defence in terms of keeping clean sheets compared to the rest of the league where they've looked pretty good. They've also looked pretty good in terms of how often um, or how rarely they are giving up opportunities that should, in theory, lead to a goal. So on the screen right now is um, Arsenal in their last six matches with shots in the box conceded as the top table and big chances conceded as the bottom one. Now, 
as I've said before, the uh, other defences here, some of them haven't played their game week 15 fixture yet. Uh, but obviously, Arsenal still in a fantastic position on this table anyway. So Arsenal in the last six matches, no Premier League team has conceded more shots in the box than Arsenal, despite the fact that they've only kept clean sheets in two of the last six. And some of those have been against rubbish, defense, uh, rubbish attacks. And then in terms of the big chances conceded, just seven big chances conceded. Only Newcastle have allowed fewer than that in that time. So the question is, why on earth, why on earth are we seeing them not delivering on those clean sheets? Uh, and that's what we really want to find out which is, of course, what venue Arsenal are playing in, because that seems to make some difference to their defensive output in a way that is just going to create more trust issues. I do apologise, people. So um, this is how Arsenal have been getting on at home this season. Now, there is a bit of a disparity here because they played eight games at home and they played seven games away. Uh, but there is you know, a few things that we can extrapolate here. They have... Um, like we saw with the sort of overall season and the last six, conceded a relatively decent number of shots um, at home in the sense that um, only two teams have actually conceded fewer shots in uh, their home matches so far this season. Aston Villa and Man City. Uh, Man City with 49 shots at home conceded so far. Villa with 56. Uh, Arsenal with 57. Arsenal have played more uh, than these guys, which actually in a way makes it more impressive because those two teams above them naturally would have conceded few, um, fewer shots at home considering they played fewer games at home. So not doing too badly there. Now, the big difference here is the number of big chances Arsenal have conceded at home is 12. Now, for that particular stat, we've got Forest, Liverpool, Palace, Everton, Man City, Villa and Newcastle have all conceded fewer big chances at home than Arsenal. Now, again, there is a little bit of jiggery-pokery here because some of those teams have played fewer matches. But the point is, is that right now, at the time of recording, Arsenal are third best for shots conceded. But they're way outside of being in the top two or three for big chances conceded, which means effectively um, it, takes fewer it takes fewer shots at the Emirates to create a big chance against Arsenal than it does some of these other teams. And sometimes that's when you start to identify that a team has an issue. Maybe they're not conceding all that many shots at a venue, but if there's a relatively high proportion of those shots being big chances, it means that there's a problem. And do you know who that reminds me of? It reminds me of Manchester City. And I suppose we shouldn't be all that shocked because the style of football that Arsenal have played uh, is obviously from the sort of Pep Guardiola school of thinking with those inverted fullbacks stepping in and it's based around having extra possession, leaving a lot of space behind you that theoretically is relatively easy to exploit if you can beat the press of the midfield, the aggressiveness of the pass and the gambling on those extra passes so that, you know, you've got a team that's constantly trying to move the ball forward and as long as the passing is going okay it's going to be fine isn't it because then it means you just defend via possession and it's no surprise to see that that error I talked about with Zinchenko at the weekend basically came from the fact that he was trying a bit of a risky pass it didn't come off resulted in a goal and we're starting to see that I think happen with Arsenal um, a little bit more now when you look at the Arsenal numbers at home I think going into the season I think they kept like four clean sheets in their last 23 at home it looks like this is the reason why. And you can sort of compare and contrast that with what Arsenal are like away from home, where we see a much uh, different story, um, where they are in the top two for fewest big, uh, fewest shots in the box conceded across their away matches. Uh, only Man City have conceded fewer than them, but they are 
also in the top two for fewest big chances conceded. So the disparity uh, between shots in the box versus big chance is a completely different ratio away from home. You know, it takes a lot more shots in the box to generate a big chance against Arsenal when they're on the road than it does against Arsenal when they're at home. And of course, when they're away from home, they do um, play slightly more defensive football. They're less inclined to try and win around controlling the ball and having possession and playing a high line and things like that. Um, and, And that seems to be underpinning a little bit of the um, yeah the defensive kind of difference between the two teams uh, you know a home Arsenal and an away Arsenal because when we look at um, what those underlying numbers have produced in terms of actual uh, results in terms of goals conceded and clean sheets on the left hand side at the top we've got fantasy stats for Arsenal this season clean sheets at home 0.2 per game uh, per home game this season with them conceding one goal per game Away from home, it's 0.6 clean sheets per game on the road, 0.9 goals conceded away from home. So the interesting thing is there isn't that much of a difference between goals conceded at home and away, but they are just keeping more clean sheets uh, on the road. Um, Despite the fact, as you'll see from down the bottom, again, the the enigmatic nature of these numbers continues. They are conceding more chances when they're away from home, but it's just just, um, resolving itself into more clean sheets because they're more inclined to play defensive football. And you can see that here. So at home games this season, 7.2 shots conceded and uh, conceded uh, and then 9.3 conceded away from uh, away from home, whether or not it's in the box, 4.9 per home game. Shots conceded in the box, 6.0 shots conceded in the box um, away from home. Big chances, 1.5 per game conceded at home, 1.1 per game conceded away. And then um, you go all the way down to the uh, clearances, blocks and interceptions again. They're just busier as a defense when they're on the road. So 19.8 clearances, blocks and interceptions per game at the Emirates, 24.0 CBIs, as we call it. Um, That's the official uh, shortening of that. 24.0 24.0 CBIs uh, per away match this season, you know? So that really is the difference between this Arsenal defence. We can trust them away from home better than we can at home, which is maybe helpful for people when they're looking to the future and working out what to do with their Arsenal defenders because, um, well, first things first, their fixtures are about to get much, much harder. Um, they've got uh, Villa, they've got Liverpool as two of their next three. They've got Brighton at home in game week 17. Well, we know Brighton can frustrate any of the big teams. So, you know, it makes you think, hmm, not really going to get many clean sheets there. Uh, West Ham at home and Crystal Palace at home in 19 and 21. To be honest, looking at these numbers, I'm worried about those matches too. Jared Bowen's fantastic on the road this campaign. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Crystal Palace basically just never do what you expect them to. When you start your defenders against them, they'll score. And when you start Crystal Palace defenders against a rubbish attack, they'll concede three goals. So, um, yeah, you're never going to get what you want out of them. So of those matches coming up, the only one where I feel like we can feasibly rely on a clean sheet is probably the Fulham match away in game week 20. Um, Yes, of course, Aston Villa and Liverpool are, are... road matches for Arsenal in the next three but we know enough about those teams attacks at home that we would be a bit nervous so the thing is as much as everybody's been clamoring for an Arsenal defender at the moment if I'm honest I look at those fixtures and I look at the way that the Arsenal defense has been operating of late and I think 
I would sell my Arsenal defender if I had one. Now, I don't have one. And so if you're watching this and you're in the same boat of you, you feel a little bit sort of left out because you don't have an Arsenal defender, um, well, you might not be feeling that way after a 4-3 win uh, over Luton. Um, but I think they are now no longer, um, you know, a team to invest in. You know, we've missed the boat. There were some good fixtures and they did get the odd clean sheet but it wasn't as reliable and as regular as we were hoping and expecting. That's borne out uh, in the numbers. Once you look deep enough, if you look at the numbers on the surface, it tells you this is a team's defence to invest in. But actually, when you compare things like shots in the box versus big chances conceded, you, you have a look at the conversion rate between good defensive numbers and actual clean sheets kept and goals conceded and where that's happened and who it's against, that kind of thing. It does start to give you the, the picture of a defence that is harder to trust than we'd really like. And you know what? We haven't even talked about in this video the sort of rotation threat that we have seen at times from the Arsenal defence this season. It's few niggling uh, kind of complaints about um, the goalkeeper situation, for example. So it just doesn't feel like a place I want to go near with my fantasy options right now. And a lot of what I've had a look at here just almost kind of confirms what I'd been sort of thinking anyway. And so, yeah, that's my conclusion from this. If you've got an Arsenal defender and you're sort of planning for the future, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to start thinking about who you can move away from, depending on what other problems you've got, of course, because, you know, perhaps maybe benching your Arsenal defender and then bringing them back in for that Fulham game is maybe not the worst thing in the world if you can get the rest of your team operating. And then to those of you out there, of course, who don't have an Arsenal defender, I think my message to you is don't worry about it. We've missed the opportunity to go there. It hasn't rewarded those who've gone for it as much as they would have liked, uh, depending on who they've gone for. Of course, Ben White got, has got an attacking return, for example. So there has been a few little success stories within it, but I don't think we have to be too worried about not investing in it uh, for now. So that's the conclusion that I've reached from having a look at all of that. Now, as I've said, uh, all of the, what you've seen is from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. I hope it was useful for you guys. If it's a, a bit of a taster of what you could have in the, uh, if you had your membership and you wanted to see a little bit more, that seven-day trial is really going to help you. And of course, make sure that you get that 20% discount as well before the Game Week 16 deadline. It's going to be really, really helpful. And if you sign up whilst the Game Week 15 matches are ongoing, you can sort of see all of the live match data come in as and when that drops into the members area. It all falls in at full time for those matches. So that will of course be very useful for you now if you've liked this video found it useful please 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 hit that like button it's a great way to support the channel and it's completely free as well as is subscribing to our channel and hitting that bell notification as well We're trying to reach as many of you guys this year so that we can be confident that when we are putting out our new videos with that bell notification going straight to your notifications on youtube you know there's a new video to check out and it's going to help you with your fpl team that's going to make us feel like we're doing our jobs properly so make sure you subscribe and uh, so we can feel uh, happy that we're reaching absolutely everybody with our advice but with that i shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your week and i shall see you next time goodbye <laughs>